2: banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
0: Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. There's a storm of litigation against energy companies over climate change. The first major one to go to trial is New York's $1.6 billion case against ExxonMobil. The Exxon case is actually a landmark securities fraud case. The New York Attorney General says Exxon defrauded investors by lying about how the oil company planned for the financial risks of climate change, something its former CEO Rex Tillerson denied in court this week. Joining me is Pat Parento, a professor of environmental law at Vermont Law School. Pat, explain New York's case against Exxon here.
3: So this is a question of whether Exxon's communications about the way they were valuing the risks of climate change regulation on their business plan, basically their promotion of fossil fuel development, violates the state of New York's Martin Act, which is the strongest securities law in the country. And so the allegation is that Exxon has committed a securities fraud by using these two different types of pricing carbon. And under the Martin Act, all that the state has to show is that the effect of Exxon's use of these two confusing different prices of carbon caused investors to invest in Exxon stock when it was riskier than what the investors were being told.
0: So, Pat, how did this turn into a trial basically about numbers and accounting?
3: So this all has to do with the effect of Exxon's campaign to sow doubt about the effects of climate change, despite what Exxon knew were real risks from climate change, and in so doing, delay any effective action to address climate change mitigation and adaptation through reduction of of carbon emissions, promotion of alternative fuel sources and energy sources, letting states and municipalities plan for the effects of sea level rise and the other things that are happening. So the climate connection here is as a result of Exxon's alleged deception we lost valuable decades during which we could have been taking steps to reduce these dangers and deal with the effects.
0: Judge Barry Ostrager, New York State Supreme Court judge, is presiding over the case. Why a judge instead of a jury?
3: That was up to Exxon. They could have demanded a jury trial. They opted for a bench trial. I think it's fair to infer That Exxon feared having a case like this tried before a jury of ordinary citizens. Some of the documents and statements that are coming out in the trial look pretty damning. Certainly to the average person, it looks like, at a minimum, Exxon was sloppy and confusing with the kinds of information they were using, and perhaps even worse, were deliberately deceiving people. Now, the Martin Act doesn't require proof of actual intent to defraud investors. It just means that the way that you handle the information confused and misled investors, that's enough, as long as it causes material Harm to the investors, meaning if they had this information, they could have made better decisions about where to invest their money.
0: What's Exxon's defense? They have a very high profile lawyer, Ted Wells. What's their defense?
3: Their defense is that any reasonable person should have understood that Exxon used two different prices for two different purposes one that they called the proxy cost of carbon regulation, which was much higher, and this is the one that they were communicating to the public and to their investors. And that price was to rise up to something like $80 per ton of carbon. It's what we call the social cost of carbon, the damage that carbon pollution causes. Whereas for their own business decisions on whether to invest in, for example, really polluting fuels like the oil sands in Canada, in Alberta, they were using a much lower proxy cost of about $40 per ton. And the difference between these so-called proxy costs is the difference between investing in resources that are really risky and run the risk of being stranded because of what the climate science is saying we need to do to reduce those emissions. That difference in price makes all the difference between whether or not the investment is risky or not.
2: Face it, your business is unique. It faces challenges and risks that are specific to your industry and to the skills you and your team bring to every challenge you need experienced insurance professionals. The Hartford accepts the challenge. The Hartford understands that protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can help provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to easily manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more.
0: At the first week of trial, there was an example of why it's so different to try a case before a judge. Judge Ostreger appeared to lose patience with some of the questioning, and he said, what are you trying to elicit from this witness? This is a Martinac case. Intent is not an element of the Martinac case. So just explain how it's so different to have a judge hearing a case.
3: Yes, and this judge in particular because Judge Osträger was formerly in a major law firm in New York doing securities law. So he really knows the financial markets. He knows how the Martin Act works. He's probably even at one point defended or potentially advised clients on compliance with the Martin Act. So this is a judge who really is, in some ways, I suppose, ideally suited to hear a highly technical case like this, he really understands what these different reports are that are being referred to and the way in which corporations make decisions and the way they communicate those decisions to investors. So he's a sort of expert judge in these matters.
0: With the Martin Act, do you need a smoking gun to come out in this case for the judge to find for the state of New York?
3: You really don't need a smoking gun, although the New York AG's office has at times represented that they were going to demonstrate that there was more than one smoking gun, and that even though they didn't have the burden of proving intent, they were going to show the judge that these decisions and actions that Exxon took were deliberate, and that Exxon knew or should have known they were confusing and were designed actually to mislead. So, I don't know why the state chose to take on that burden. The judge has said you don't have that burden in this case. So maybe we'll see, as the trial progresses, some modification and some change in the New York AG's strategy here.
0: How much money is at stake for Exxon?
3: Well, the state has said that billions are at stake, both in terms of the damage that they're going to claim were caused by misleading the investors. That's going to be difficult to prove, but that's what the state is is shooting for. The other type of damage is disgorgement of profits. So from the time that Exxon began using this dual bookkeeping, the state is going to try to show that Exxon was continuing to make large profits, which of course they were, and that if they had actually been using proper pricing mechanisms for carbon, they would not have been making some of the risky investments in some of these oil sands, for example, resources in Canada and that that has now put the stockholders at risk of future stranded assets. And some of these reserves in Canada cost billions of dollars to extract. This is really energy-intensive oil extraction technologies that are required. So those are some of the kinds of profits that Exxon has gained, but in the long term it's the shareholders who are going to be left holding the bag, so to speak.
0: Rex Tillerson, obviously the star witness. How important is his testimony?
3: I think his testimony is very important. He was the CEO of Exxon during the critical period of time that the New York AG is alleging that Exxon came up with these two different bookkeeping methods on proxy costs for carbon. And he's the one who um, went to the shareholders meeting in 2016 to reassure investors that Exxon was using the sort of -of state-of-the-art accounting for carbon risks. And so his testimony is critical. And is he
0: basically holding to the company line?
3: Yes, he is. He's saying we used two different proxy costs, and we did so for different purposes, and we didn't mislead our investors in any way. That's exactly what you would have expected him to say. We have this whole question of what happened to all the emails under the uh, pseudonym that he was using, Wayne Tracker. Those emails have, quote, disappeared, and there's lots of questions about what was in them or... References to these proxy costs discussed? Was climate change risks discussed? Why were they destroyed? And and so forth. Will this case
0: parallel or be a bellwether for any other cases?
3: Yes, I would say so. There are 15 different lawsuits pending across the country against Exxon and the other oil companies for damages from climate change brought by cities in California, for example, and New York City municipalities. States like Rhode Island have brought lawsuits. Baltimore City has brought a lawsuit. All of these lawsuits are seeking compensation from the oil companies to deal with the effects of climate change from sea level rise and other impacts. These are public nuisance cases, and there are other theories as well, products liability, failure to warn kinds of cases. And so the documents and the information that Exxon knew that's coming to light in the New York case, those documents and statements are going to find their way in to these other nuisance cases because one of the key elements of proving a nuisance is the defendant knew of a danger and failed to disclose it, failed to warn about it to its customers and others. So that's a central part of these other climate liability cases.
0: That's Pat Parento of the Vermont Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid to large size companies like yours to help manage risk. From liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let The Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at TheHartford.com.
1: Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes.